And I remember struggling a lot with ingresses and an ingress controller. I was just like, what is this? Hello, so we are back with one more episode of Cloud Air Talks and I know you don't know this guy, but what actually he has built, you know already. So what actually Daniel is, who is he? And uh, you must have heard this name somewhere. So going forward, today we are going to discuss a lot of things in the Kubernetes. And if you want to build a successful career in the Kubernetes, cloud technologies, then this is the guy you should know. And uh, I will guarantee you, after today's talk, you will get like a lot of uh, learnings from this, like opportunities also, right? So let's move forward and I will ask Daniel to introduce himself. No pressure. No pressure. Thank you very much, Rohan. <laughs> so thank you for having me. As Yes, my name is Daniele. I'm, I'm one of the instructors uh, at Learn Kubernetes. And yeah, my my day job is to teach Kubernetes. So that's what, mostly what, what I do. And um, I, I like to, to write content. I like to produce content that it's mainly, you know, help, help select community um, level up their understandings on, on Kubernetes. So yeah, that's uh, that's me. Yeah, awesome. So going forward, I would like to ask Daniel, like uh, we normally do this podcast in this way. So I will ask you like till the now, like what you have done in your life and how was your life? <laughs> and uh, I will not pressurize you to tell everything, but it is like if you want to share some things like how you started the journey into the tech and how you landed till now as a successful Kubernetes person and like uh, so, how successful the Kubernetes person, we will introduce it later. But uh, till now, what you have done and uh, how was your journey in the tech and uh, you, okay. you can share it from the start of your career also. We are okay with that. Okay, I, I think um, most people might be interested in how I got into Kubernetes. I think the beginning of my career is, uh, I think that's, that's a little bit further because um, I basically started as, um, I spent a little time programming, but I spent a little and after that, I, I, I basically focused a lot on design and user experience. So you can, <laughs> I was, I was a designer back in, back in the days. And then I've got more and more interested in, in, in coding my own design, which took me into, into, uh, front-end development and, and JavaScript. And so how does someone who designs end up doing Kubernetes? Well, <laughs> um, after, after I've done you know, JavaScript has got a very long history. And then, you know, we used to write the simple scripts in the front end and then Node.js came along and that changed, uh, changed the seed a bit. And, and that basically, you know, that's basically when I started moving to backend. And then, um, in 20, 2017, um, I was, um, at the UK government, um, we were basically helping out other teams and there was a central DevOps team, which was providing uh, a platform to, to deploy applications. And it was the very beginning of Kubernetes. So we're talking about 1.2. Um, so it, it was, it was that all that, uh, we used to call stateful set pack sets. Uh, so that was quite, quite a long time ago. Um, and that, the, the, the challenge at the side was that this platform was quite, quite new, as you can imagine, Kubernetes was new as well, Yeah, but yeah. not many team were actually capable of using of using it right because at the time we didn't have as many blogs we didn't have as many uh no no as, as much documentation 
Um, so some of us, so some of us developers basically got together and started writing content, like, you know, small articles or, or, or workshops to write internally to just level up the understanding for the rest of the teams. Um, and then, and then we, we started doing this and we got like a lot of traction. We like, everyone wants us to, to come to our work, internal workshops that everyone was interested in, in working with us and, and the point of this platform. And so that's basically when I, when I realized that maybe, maybe this Kubernetes wasn't just, wasn't just something that we had to do within the government. I could actually go out, um, and, and help other people learn, learn Kubernetes. And that, that's basically the story of how I started and how, how, how the company came, came to be. Awesome. Awesome. So, uh, where you were working previously, uh, you like. Yeah, before learning Kubernetes, I used to work with, for, for the UK government. Um, cool. So that's that's basically where, where everything started. Yeah, so uh, I will not ask you like what you were working actually in the UK government, uh, but uh, do you think like any use case was like where you thought like, yeah, this is something I have never done in life and I don't think I will do it like any time in my future also. So. Uh, we don't want to know about the use case, but yeah, is there any situation like that? <laughs> in the UK government, I used to work in the um, in the Home Office, so that's not a secret. So we used to work primarily with immigration and border control. Um, so I think working for the government is a very interesting experience. I would say I don't want to go too much into details, but I think you know you work for basically for the nation, right? Whatever you do, whatever impact you have. It's not just, you know, your team or, you know, some customers, you, you basically affecting the life of millions. And, and it was like a very, you know, satisfying sort of, sort of jobs from that, from that perspective, because, you know, if you do something right, then a lot of people will, will benefit. So I, I, I did enjoy the time, the time there. Awesome. Awesome. Like uh, it is a really blessing to work for the government. And, uh, so yeah, I know I've worked, what can be the different technologies you have worked with and use cases. So, uh, oh, because I also sometimes get a question from the, it's like when I give the talk in some conference, they, there is some people sitting in the, your audience, which can be the government specialist, uh, research scientist, and they will ask the questions you have like never heard in your life. <laughs> so yeah, I know this is tough job and, uh, you must have been that exceptional for sure. So going forward, I would also like to know, like when you are learning about Kubernetes, you learn directly to the use cases and uh, networking and security knowledge you had, or like you took some guidance from your uh, managers, your seniors, or like you learned some books or you learned some resources available on the internet. I don't think internet would be one of the thing, but yeah, I would like to know from you. So I, I, so my background is primarily development. So, so even when I approach something, which is primarily infrastructure, like, like Kubernetes, I will, I will basically start to deploy applications and, and, and looking from very much from, from a developer perspective. So my first steps into Kubernetes were, were actually deploying applications. And I remember struggling a lot with ingresses and an ingress controller. I was just like, what is this? I mean. I don't even understand what, what, what this means. And, um, 
But I think with time, right, you, you deploy one, two, three, ten, you know, a hundred times, and then you gain confidence, and then you move on and and you tackle something different, right? You tackle the ingress, and then the ingress, you understand how it works, and then you move on and, and you say, okay, now I want to deploy a database. What, what's different? What's different about that? And then you explore more about storage and how it works. And, you know, one thing, <laughs> one things, and, and then you jump on another, then another. And it's, it's, it's a very deep, rapid hole. And um, you can go as far as you want. And I tend, I tend to like these kind of things. Like I, I like to understand how things work, right? And and then from there, just you know, fo follow back and then you know trace on on how the system is built. Um, I think it's just just as a as a way to you know sort of appreciate was the effort put into the software, but also to learn as you know I'm an engineer. What if I need to design something similar? Can I learn? Can I sort of implement some of the things I learned um, in, in Kubernetes, for example. I think that that's what fascinates me. So generally, the way it works for me is I try to do something, mostly fail, read the documentation, try again, and then repeat until until I actually get, get it working. Um, I read books, but not, not a lot. I read books if I know that I'm going to be, you know, I'm going to have said you know two weeks and i need to relax i'm probably gonna read you know i read a book on rust so i get sort of an idea on how the system works but without actually writing the code it's very very hard for me to sort of get the message and and, and solidify my understanding on on the platform or whatever language i'm using well so 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 to summarize uh is a person who loves to put uh, practical learning, not like uh, reading and uh, doing the stuff and then. So uh, I also, you know, with like family or with these things only and uh, I also recommend my audience to learn by doing and learn by means like project learning. So uh, and practical learning. Why? Because when you don't do, uh, you don't apply the things then you will never get the idea like what actually is that. Just learning through the, uh, like seeing the blogs or practical videos. You will see like the, that things are happening, but inside that also there are a lot of errors, like crash loop black offer. <laughs> and then your life will be like, yeah, it was working smoothly on his computer and his uh, video, but what is happening in my laptop? <laughs> so that's why whenever you are watching these videos, watching these learnings and stuff, you have to do it practically for sure. So let's not uh, go deep dive into the same and uh, moving forward. So uh, currently, Dan, so what actually you are working on currently, I am seeing like there is some kind of a term everywhere, learn kids, learn kids, everyone in the industry is talking on the same, if they are in the Kubernetes. So what actually is the goal behind the learn kids, how it gets started and uh, uh, how is your journey currently? And uh, I see like you make nice diagrams and you try to explain it so smoothly and so uh, Nicely, like any, uh, like any person who wants to start learning in the Kubernetes, they also can understand. So, what is secret behind this? So, we will uh, like to know everything. So, yeah, go for it. Okay. Um, so I think right nowadays, I think um, I try to create content for, for sort of for things that I I see as, you know, difficult when when we teach Kubernetes, and and sometimes. I think, you know, the, the questions that we get during our workshops are not just, you know, from our students. I believe other people 
um, the community might have the same questions. So I usually jot them down and then and then collate them together and then you know do something about it. And that do something about it, it comes in actually different different forms. So sometimes I might share like a, a thread on Twitter um, or a post on LinkedIn explaining you know how ATCD ETCD work for example works for example, or um, you know how the Amazon EKS and, and the AWS BPCI with CCNI work. Um, so all of these, you know, sort of way to sort of share what I learned as well, because it, it looks like I'm an expert. I'm, I'm actually not. I'm just learning as you are. <laughs> I just, the only, the, the only things that I do is, is just, you know, sharing whatever I learned in, in that week or in that month. And, and sometimes it's a friend, like, like you see on, on my, on my socials. And then sometimes it's a little more complex product. Um, so in the past, we've, we've developed um, a calculator for deciding what kind of instance you should use for your clusters. So usually the question is, should I use a big instance? Should I, should I use a small instance? You know, but, but these sort of questions sort of have um, implications on costs and high availability and um, oversubscriptions of, of your nodes and, and, more, and more stuff like that. So we, we decided to sort of pull all of these together and create a calculator. And then, you know, other than calculator and threads, then sometimes we see like a need in the community. Like sometimes I was like, okay, I really want to join a conference or an event on, on Kubernetes, but wh where can I find it? There is no place where, where you can actually find this stuff, right? Um, so we decided to put together a website called Kubernetes. You could go there and you see all meetups, all conferences that are related to Kubernetes. And then recently we also added a special tab and we can click and see all colorful papers. So if you are a developer advocate or someone who's interested in, in participating in, in conferences, then you can just go there and apply to all of it. So yeah, that's, those are the sort of projects that I'm really interested in. Yeah, so I will also uh, share the links below for the people and they can also check like what actually is this thing. So uh, one of the things which we talked about is the cube.events. Uh, it is the website where you can check like what whatever webs, uh, events and meetups is happening around your uh, local things and conferences. So go forward and check it out. Other than that, if you have any doubts, you can ask for sure in the comments and stuff. <clears throat> so moving forward, uh, do you have something where like uh, people can check whatever happening in the cloud native world? So like uh, generally what I do, uh, I also uh, have one of the uh, newsletters called the DevOps side open newsletter where I share the interesting things happening around the cloud native things. But as you are in the London, as you are in the East, uh, like the region where the recent KubeCon happened. So what actually you do for your audience? And uh, so is there a newsletter? Is there any kind of a report you make? How your report looks? Also, you can share some of the things to the audience as a screen sharing and they can also view. I, I really personally like your threads. They are exceptional threads. I also share it in my newsletter. So thank you. You can also yeah, you can also explain them uh, one of the thread if you want, like uh, how what how should you how should you learn this thing and uh, how you make this thing. Okay, yeah. Um. So yeah, generally, um, 
I try to keep myself updated with, you know, there are many changes in cloud native. Everything changes all the time. There are new products, new tools, new projects. It's quite an exciting space, but at the same time, it might also feel like overwhelming. Like everything is changing all the time. So I think back in the days when, when the company started, we said, oh, we should, we should publish a newsletter. And, and I was like, well, we don't. A newsletter takes a lot of effort. And if we do one, it has to be like, you know, consistent. Right. And it's very hard to do and it has to be weekly. And at the time we didn't have resource. Instead of what we decided to do was to collect all of the news that we found and basically publish them on, on Twitter or LinkedIn. And as the time, you know, passed on, then what happened is the number of news that we collected were like too big. We were just like compiling a spreadsheet and then selecting the links and tweeting them. It was like a massive amount of work. So in the years, what we've done is basically we started building more and more soft, more automation to basically collect all of those links, review them, and then publish them on, on a regular schedule on, on Twitter. And uh, as, as the number of links grew, um, basically what we decided to do is to split the main account for Learn Kubernetes into other brands. So you might have seen Learn Kubernetes on Twitter, and then there is Kubernetes Architect for all GitOps and architecture, Kubernetes architecture. Then we've got another brand called Cubesploit, which is only security, and then K3S Daily, which is basically just K3S um, news and home labs. Um, so all of these are basically like a way for us to collect all of the articles that have been published during the month and then reshare them with the community. But we also curate them. So we basically just picked, we picked the best ones and then we republish them. Um, it took us basically... <laughs> I think we started in 2017 and then we at the beginning we had a spreadsheet and then we did a bit of scripts and now we have like a full massive automation on top of it and then recently what we decided to do is to combine all of these news into into a newsletter yeah so it, you don't have to be on socials you don't have to be on linkedin you can subscribe to the newsletter we will package all of those for you but what what was best what's What's great about this newsletter is that then we use the data that we have from, from Cube events. So all of these events happening the next week, then we're basically querying that database and adding them to a newsletter. So when we send out a newsletter, not just we give you all the news, we also give you all the events, we also give you all the call for papers. And then because we, we also have um, we also have another website called Cube Careers, then we, we also show you the job opportunities for that week as well. So that gives you like a very comprehensive sort of newsletter that touches everything you need as, as a cloud native engineer. It gives you news, it gives you events, it gives you conferences and corporate papers, it gives you, gives you job opportunities if you're looking, if you're looking to change. Um, so that's basically what I've been working on for the past maybe two years. So that's like, wow. <laughs> yeah, the vision was like, okay, we're going to do a cube careers first, cube events. And then the newsletter. So the newsletter is the last piece of the puzzle. Um, but I think I think overall this is like a really valuable thing that you no, know, you will get every week, and every week is something usable for you to action. Um, so I, I hope it worked. I hope people enjoy it. But but that was basically the idea behind it. Yeah. Also, <laughs> you have done awesome things in the Kubernetes, and uh, for the people who want to learn this uh, technology. 
so one of the thing I like the most is like threads I already shared. Another thing you are really writing nice newsletters. I think it is available on the LinkedIn also. So yeah. if yeah, if people wants to check out the newsletter, they can directly connect to Daniel. Uh, you can search the Daniel Lund Kids. You will find everything about him. And then you just to check the newsletter. Where uh, if if you don't uh, if you miss the uh, his threads or something, he mentions everything in that also. Another thing is like uh, important is like if you are landing, if you want to land the career in the Kubernetes, and if you want to learn the Kubernetes, if you want to check the conferences Kubernetes, please just to check everything. Like you have to check the CNCF website for the projects and what is happening around. If you want to check the careers, then you have to go through the Twitter profiles of every companies who are in the cloud native and then you have to check like, yeah, uh, if there is any open position. This kind of thing I have done to land my first job in the Kubernetes. So that's why I'm recommending you people. <laughs> so if you guys have, can get everything at the one place, then work in with more you want. Yeah. So yeah, this guy is making that happen. So all the best for you. Uh, if you want to learn, directly check it website and stuff so also uh moving forward about the uh, we also we already know about lunkets so uh what what actually you are uh thinking on this like uh people currently uh exploring the devops and cloud and platform engineering so they are like yeah, they are making the videos like devops versus platform engineering devops versus cloud <laughs> that kind of a thing so, what are your views on this? Like, do you think like, uh, yeah, platform engineering ops <laughs> and DevOps is like nothing and stuff. Uh, it's like, I have my views, but I don't think on this, but yeah, you are the speaker. So you can share on this lens. I've I been, mean, I'm sure I'm, I'm, I definitely want to hear your viewers, hear your viewers as well. Um, of course I've got, I've got opinions on, on what's going on. Um. I'm, I'm mostly watching and, and, you know, trying to understand how the community sort of reacts to these, to these change. I think there are some, the majority of the people I see are embracing the change because it reflects what they are doing and who they are. They can really empathize and connect to, to the new sort of, to, to being platform engineers or to being the DevOps. Um, I sort of see some people also following the hype and I think, I think that's normal. I, I think that's absolutely normal. There is no, no issue, no issue with that. I mean, I've been, uh, <laughs> I've been in, sort of in the industry for, for a little while now, and I can sort of see this happening every once in a while. So every, every, you know, every few years you get a new term uh, or a new way to, to describe a, a group of people, but I think. At, at the end of the day, uh, <laughs> I, I don't know, for me, it's just like, okay, I mean, this is, this is a similar job to what we used to do, or it's a different job. Um, and then sometimes, you know, you, you look at a description of a platform engineer and, and actually, you know, it's, it's more relatable to, you know, something that has nothing to do with it. So I, I my opinion right now is, is a little bit, you know, wait and see what what's going on. I see a lot of people moving into platform engineering. Um, I see a lot of conferences as well, um, getting a little traction. So we are, we are sponsoring platform con and, and they are doing absolutely great. And, um, 
And yeah, I, I, I'm just like very curious to see how, how this evolves. You know, at the beginning we had DevOps, then the buzzword was SRE. Now the buzzword is platform engineering. You know, who knows what's next? <laughs> yeah, right. So I also had the same thing. Like, uh, I think it is nothing but similar technologies only. Inside everything is similar, but only new set of people are launched, which is like, if you create the platform, if you operate on the platform, yeah, you are the platform engineer. But previously you were the DevOps engineer, you were the sysadmin. <laughs> it is nothing different. It is just a new set of names they are giving. But yeah, if you know these technologies, if you know these tools and your career is not in the way, like don't, don't uh, get influenced by the wrong things and stuff. Uh, if you are already doing this stuff, then yeah, we can use the platform engineering also. Think yeah, I think technology and yeah. I think this is the man. I think this is the right message. If you know the technology, you know, if you know how things work, it doesn't matter how you call yourself. You can be a platform engineer, you can be a DevOps, you can be an SRE. I think, yes, there are sim there are so different ideas on how to approach problems, but I think there is underlying, you know, if, if you sort of have the skills and sort of the way and the wish to adapt to a different way of thinking or doing, I think that there shouldn't be a problem for you to pick up a different, a different methodology. But at the same time, yes, different companies call the same thing with different names and then for those, you know, changing the name doesn't, you know, it, it doesn't matter as much, I guess. Yeah, like some companies are just doing for the marketing trends, so don't worry on that side. So, yeah, uh, we don't want to go deep down to the same, but move forward. And uh, I would like to ask a few more questions to you, but one of the most popular questions I can ask you in this current world, which is the AI world. <laughs> Chats a video. So, what do you think on this line? Like, uh, how you can, if you, if person wants to learn proper DevOps and get logonetic technologies and Kubernetes, how they can leverage the use of AI, generative AI, and ChatGPT for their work? And if they are also working in some company, is that is that a good thing to like leverage these things uh, by if, like you have the confidential data, right? So, yeah, you can guide on the same. Um, so I, I've been, I mean, like everyone else, I guess, I've been following the progress on, on, on this sort of technologies. And I think, um, I think, I, and of course I tried as well. I think it's really interesting the way it works and, and the possibilities. Um, but I sort of tend to agree with, um, what, what Michiel, Michiel Hashimoto has, has had to share on his blog. So they, you know, we tend to see two different kind of, of, you know, two different type of people approaching the problem you've got. Someone who is really, you know, using ChatGPT as in, you know, going and asking questions um, to to the network to get, to get answers back, and you get um, someone who is a little bit more um, sort of prescriptive, a little bit more defined. And what they do is they use the machine as a way to train answering questions. So, um, Mitchell in his blog post, he basically says, okay, there is like interactive, you know, in asking and and questions and, and answers and then there is you know the rest of engineers which are engineering the prompt which basically use um the uh, you know the, the uh largely large model as, as a as a function so what they do is they write all the inputs on one side all the outputs on the other and they just run a look and they check if the answer is correct 
If not, they change the prompt, right? And they engineer the prompt in such a way that it gives you, it gives them the best results. And on the same side, they also change the mode, the underneath model to see which model is the best and which one is the cheapest. I think this distinction is basically, at least this is what I see and, and what I got from, from the article, which I thought was very interesting is that at the end of the day, if you're using something like this, you're basically just using the machine as a way to do complex task, tasks, but in a repeatable manner. Whereas if you're using ChatGPT, you know, as, as just a, an echo chamber, then you get back whatever, whatever LL, LLM will, will give you back. So I, I initially tried, you know, like everyone else to go on a chat and, and, and try the model, but uh, I think the, the kind of answers I get, if I try anything Kubernetes, then the kind of answers I get, they tend to be quite shallow. So the knowledge is very imprecise, it's very vague. And as soon as I ask something a little bit more in depth, it just, it just falls over. Um, so I see uh, this, this advancement at the moment, because I think, I think there's going to be a lot of a lot of new, new features in, in the future, but I see all these just as a way to extract knowledge from text rather than actually explaining me how you know, a concept works. So I think this is at least the way I use it right now. And I plan to use it in the near future, but I believe with the speed that everything is changing, I think next year will, will be a totally different story. I will probably change my mind on that. Yeah, completely, completely understandable. So I would like to ask one of the things, this is the diagrams you make and you try to explain in so good manner, right? So, uh, how you do this? <laughs> this is like too uh, too understandable, and it is really easy to understand. So, if any person wants to, uh, uh, not like high level a kind of a thing, but as you see, uh, nowadays people are trying to understand the learning public kind of a thing. So, if they want to share their journey journey from the start, and if they want to make the content like this, uh, to share on the LinkedIn post or Twitter, uh, but it is not to gain followers or something, but to reach the long people so they can get the uh, their job done, they get more accessible to the people, right audience. So what should they do? Like, and this is one kind of a question I get every time. So you are the person, I think you are the only person who can understand uh, these things and you can guide on the people, like where to, where to actually focus and where to not, like they should, you know, like what I want to ask, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I think um, I can. Uh, so I think I can. Sh I can show you if you want. I can share. So generally, so this is basically the same thread that you're looking at, um, but in, in text form. So generally, the way it works for me is I start writing the text or the things I know, and then uh, I try to break them down into tweets. And then when I've got the tweets, I try to illustrate whatever I'm trying to explain. And then at the end, I put everything together and then I publish it. So, you know, the, the thread you're looking at, um, it's probably, let's see if I can do a preview. It's probably like this. Um, so the way it works for me is that, um, content goes first. So first I need to understand what I'm trying to learn and what, um, I'm trying to, 
to teach. So I need to choose a subject and of that subject, I need to be very specific of what I want to talk about. So as you can imagine, etcd is just like a very vast piece of software. And the most interesting part of etcd would be Raft, for example. So the protocol that uh, is used to synchronize all of replicas. So I will basically say that decide that Raft is, is, is the topic. So I will basically just think about what, what kind of things do I need to explain how Raft works. And that will be, okay, what is etcd? Why do we use etcd in Kubernetes? And why is this Raft protocol necessary to do, um, to do the syncing? So when, and, and this is basically the part of research where I would basically browse the internet, try to look at websites or uh, documentation to, to understand how things work. And I will just, just jot down some of the concepts or some of the you know, ideas behind it. This is step number one. So at the end of this step, I've got a long text, which is basically like a short blog post. And then part number two is basically this, which is very small, but I'm going to zoom in so you get the idea. So this is basically, wow. <laughs> this is all my threads and all, all of the things you see. And the way it works is I will basically have, um, what I call slide, and I will basically just <laughs> draw them. You can see that everything is just like, wow. It is like, just... now Now audience can guess like what kind of efforts you have to put to do this kind <laughs> of content. It is not easy. Uh, like, it's like writing a newsletter for a week is another task, but making this kind of a content, it requires a lot of patience and a lot of, uh, like, you need to, uh, get the understanding of the technology for sure and then you have to make it understand to the people in the that that way like they can understand right so awesome job Dan yeah yeah and I think the only you know the only things I need to add is that you know the first threads you do are gonna take like eight hours easily but then as you progress and you do more then you realize that some of these parts can be reused like for example the control plane and appears quite a lot in my threads. So if I go and I look at another thread, you can see that I can just copy and paste the existing um, in this existing diagram, but I need to go and customize some of the parts. So I think, you know, if you do this maybe for one week, two weeks, few months, years, then at the end of the process, then you end up with a catalog of different components that you can put together. That creating a new thread doesn't take eight hours anymore. It might take four hours, uh, for example. But yes, it, do, it does take it does take an amount, a huge amount of effort um, to pull to pull something like this off. Yeah, it was really nice to see that thing. <laughs> so, yeah, uh, thanks for sharing. Uh, You're welcome. These things, yeah. Uh, I hope our audience can gain a lot of learnings from this. So, yeah. Uh, we need, don't need to waste more time of yours, so you can let us know, like, if you want to share anything uh, to the audience, or, uh, yeah, we can uh, do it for today. <laughs> okay, yeah, I think um, I think that works That works for me. Um, I think I've, maybe I've got only one, one more thing to share. I think we, we are going to publish, we, we are about to publish a, re a report. For, so one of the projects that we have is called Cube Careers, where we list all of the job opportunities for um, related to Kubernetes. And next week is the report is due. So 
every quarter, what we do is we look at the past three months and we sort of try to give you an idea where the market is headed. So we are interested in things such as how much is the average pay and you know where are the office locators and what kind of technology you should learn next uh, to learn to learn your next uh, your next job. And the next report is due on Monday. And I think for the first time, we're seeing two very interesting trends um, that we haven't seen in the past two years. So, so the first one is that actually remote jobs um, <laughs> are actually going down. I think this is a sad news. I mean, at least for me, it's a sad news. But what, what we're seeing is that companies are going for this hybrid office and, and remote. So they still want you to be remote. But they also want you the flexibility of you coming to the office. Okay, so if you look at the overall remote remote trends, then this is actually going down. So more and more companies are, are coming back, are asking you to come back to the office. And the other one, which I thought it was like mind blowing, is that for the past two years, when when someone asked for a CI/CD tool in a job description, that tool has always always been Jenkins. Okay. But in this report, finally, Jenky is not number one anymore. Can you oh. guess? Can you guess who is number one now? Uh, I guess, um, I, I can't guess. I only know that it lost CD, uh, Argo CD for the uh, continuous deployments, but, uh, what else? I don't, I don't know. <laughs> it's, <laughs> It's actually GitLab, GitLab CI. GitLab? Oh. Yes. Yes. GitLab CI is now. Yeah, yeah. Actually, uh, like most of the companies are preferring the GitLab CI usage more. So yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. It yeah, can be, it can be, yeah. So, so it actually for the first time ever, then GitLab is passing Jenkins as the most popular, as the most requested CI CD tool, which, uh, you know, it's, it's like an historic moment. I've been you know, living with Jenkins for, <laughs> for a long while. So but it's finally nice to see, um, see a change in, in that, uh, in that regard. Yeah. That's, okay. that's all I wanted to share. I think some interesting news when it, when it comes to, you know, landing your next job. Yeah, yeah, sure. Sure. Uh, thanks for, uh, thanks for sharing the lot of insights and it was really nice talking to you. Uh, I enjoyed every part of today's talk. So <laughs> thank uh, you for having me. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, Miss, I enjoyed everything, and you said a lot of insights to the audience. So if you guys want to learn more about the Kubernetes and cloud technologies and uh, various things around this uh, platform engineering and everything you want, you can connect with Daniel. You can check their threads, uh, check their newsletters, uh, check their cube.careers, cube.events. Everything, everything is available at one place. And uh, yeah, don't forget to share uh, this video with all of your loved ones and don't forget to like and subscribe to our channel. So we are trying to make this available to a lot of audience. And another thing I, which I would like to share with you, KCD Mumbai, Kubernetes Community Mumbai will be coming soon. And we are proud to announce like Land Gates is one of the community partner for that. And yeah, uh, so Thanks, thanks for uh, watching this video till now. So, bye bye. Thank you, bye.